as we started studying the holiness of God uh, in our first episode, what we really began to see was that the word holy when it comes to God is a word that summarizes everything about who he is and, and what he is. Uh, maybe I can uh, give you my uh, summary of, of what the holiness of God and I'm, I'm, is, and, and I'm stating this as a kind of catechism. So uh, what is the holiness of God? All right, here's the answer. This is the answer I gave last week, so I'm just doing a bit of revision. God's holiness is the sum expression of his consummate perfection. That's his, his total perfection. God's holiness is the sum expression of his total perfection and transcendent glory, in which he is revealed as being separate from all else that exists, being infinitely exalted over all. And, and that's really the best summary I can I can give of, of what the holiness of God is. But as we open up the scriptures, we soon discover that this most unthinkable and, and surprising revelation, what we find is that one of God's designs, um, and we could even say his central design in creation, is to manifest, reveal, and realize his holiness in and through his creation. Now, in, in a sense, that's impossible to contemplate, isn't it? How can the holiness of God be manifested in and through his creation. And, and yet it is abundantly clear from Scripture that this is what God intends to do. He does desire to see his holiness manifested on the earth. In the Lord's Prayer, for example, which is, is well known to all believers, we see it in the very first petition, don't we? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, Matthew nine uh, 6 verse 9. The third petition in, in the Lord's Prayer confirms this divine intention in the most concrete terms imaginable. Uh, the third petition says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so God's will is that his name should be hallowed. And that hallowing is, is likewise to be done in earth, even as it is done in heaven. And so the holiness of God which is fully realized in the heavenly realm, uh, God's design is to see that uh, that holiness uh, realized on earth as well. Now that uh, idea raises an interesting and, and seemingly an impossible question. And the question is, well, how in the world could the holiness of God be manifested, revealed and realized on the earth? I mean, think about this. Think about what we've been learning about what God's holiness actually is. If God's holiness is talking about the fact that he's separate from and above his creation, if his holiness is the sum expression of his consummate and total perfection, his total glory, doesn't that mean that his holiness, by definition, can't possibly be part of his creation in any way? I mean, how could God possibly manifest, reveal, and realize his holiness in and through the creation when the very nature of his holiness is defined by his separation from that creation? God's holiness, in other words, exists transcendently 
above the creation. It's separate from the creation. It's infinite and glorious. It's his consummate perfection, the the totality of his being. How can then his holiness be manifested in creation? Well, let me say, there is a glorious answer to this exalted question. To begin with, this word hallowed, it's a verbal variant of the noun holy. Holy is the thing, hallowed is the doing of the thing. Whereas holiness refers to God's transcendent separation from all things, to hallow a thing refers similarly to the setting apart of a thing, and particularly to the sacred dedicating of that thing to God and all his purposes. When something is hallowed, it entails the treating of that thing as holy, which is to say it entails the treating of the thing as being dedicated to God. God's personal holiness is his separation, his exaltation, his total perfection over and above all that is created. When a thing, a created thing, is hallowed, uh, it obviously doesn't share in his divine nature. But what does happen when a thing is hallowed is that it is, it, it's set apart in dedication to the holy God. There is then a distinction to be made between the holiness of God, which is infinite and exalted, and the holiness of a created thing, which is a kind of creaturely reflection of the divine holiness. God is holy by nature. Created things, in a distinct and separate sense, are are holy by virtue of being dedicated to God. In in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, we have a a very clear presentation of the kind of creaturely holiness that, that I've been talking about here. The passage is, is worth quoting in full, so let me let me do that for you before we open it up a bit. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16 through to 7, verse 1. The Apostle Paul says, What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will make my dwelling place among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion In the fear of God. Now, Paul in in this passage is drawing on the temple imagery of the Old Testament. And he shows us that as believers, the dwelling place of God is, is no longer centered in the temple as a building, but rather the temple was a foreshadow of the fact that we as believers are now the dwelling place of God. And as God's dwelling place, we are called 
to be separate from that which is unclean and defiled. And such separation entails that we then belong to God, that we are his people. And having been owned by God as his children and people, and having been called to separate ourselves from the defilement of sin, the final phrase that Paul uses there really uh, brings all this uh, together. Did you notice it there? Paul said that we, uh, in doing this, we will be bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. It's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Bring holiness to completion. In other words, as we have been set apart unto God to be possessed by him, to be indwelt by him, we are then separated from sin. And as this separation is increasingly realized in our lives, so too holiness is brought to completion. In other words, while God's holiness, his personal holiness that he has in and of himself, entails his separation from everything that's been created, our holiness entails our separation unto God from all that is defiled. And so this is how God's holiness is manifested on the earth by the holy separation of his people unto himself, by the dedication of his people in all that they are unto God. And in the fullness of time, Scripture teaches us that God's design is to realize and manifest his holiness in all the earth, in every possible way. In Isaiah 11 verse 9, we read, this is a prophecy uh, looking forward to the end times. It says, They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. You see, when the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord, his name shall at last be fully hallowed on earth. When all the nations gather to inquire of Christ, as the prophecy says, there shall be no pain or destruction in all God's holy mountain. At this point in time, uh, the time in which we now live, as we live in a fallen creation, holiness on a creaturely level is thus primarily an act of separation and an act of cleansing from that which is profane and unclean and unholy. In the new heavens and the new earth, that won't be necessary. We will have been fully, fully cleaned, fully washed, fully dedicated unto God. When God made the world in six days, he looked and saw that all was very good. Through the redeeming work of Christ, this cosmic holiness shall again be realized in the earth. The question for each of us is, where do I find myself in this picture? Have I come to inquire of the root of Jesse? And that's a, a reference to Jesse was the father of David, of course, and, and David was the one through whom Christ 
uh, was promised as a savior to come. And so as you're listening to this, we can ask this very personal question. Have you come to Christ for yourself? And having come to Christ, have you resolved in your life that you will touch no unclean thing? There are so many unclean things in our culture around us. And I think uh, we often excuse ourselves and give ourselves leave to, to welcome those things into our hearts. But brothers and sisters, this is not our calling. Our calling in Christ is to be wholly dedicated unto him. And so is there anything in your life, any defiling influence that your heart continues to cling to? God calls us to a life of total dedication to him, a life of, of total and increasing delight in him. And that means that we need to put off and put away all that is defiled. Now, our, our sinful hearts may mourn at this prospect. But the more we come into the true ownership of this in our lives, the more we will find that we truly and actually have life and life abundant. Because the mud puddles of sin simply cannot compare to the cleansing fountain of Christ. I know what it's like to find reluctance in your own heart, reluctance to let go of those sins that we so treasure, we so relish. But make no mistake, it is for our good that we must keep ourselves from idols, 1 John 5, 21. Brothers and sisters, in prayerful reliance on God, let's be done with the corrupting influence of sin in our lives. Be holy as I am holy, says the Lord. Now, just in closing, again, let me um, let me summarize what we've covered in the first two episodes here. Um, I'm going to give you three catechism questions and answers to summarize everything that we've covered so far and learned. So first, question one, what is the holiness of God? Answer, God's holiness is the sum expression of his consummate perfection and transcendent glory wherein he is revealed as being separate from all else that exists, being infinitely exalted over all. Second question, how does God's holiness reveal his excellence? Answer, God's holiness reveals his excellence by showing us that he infinitely transcends all the excellencies of his creation and is thus utterly incomparable in every way. And third question, and this one really summarizes what we've covered uh, in this episode. Third question, how does God manifest his holiness on the earth? And here's the answer. Although God created all things as holy unto himself, all was defiled by the fall of man. Through salvation in Christ, God is now manifesting his holiness by setting apart a holy people unto himself to live and rule in the new heavens and the new earth.